Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to another show of Going Greyhounds. It was a bit of a quieter week last week. We saw heats of the Adelaide Cup. We saw heats of the, the Blacktop and the Capalabar Cup. Uh, fresh off, of course, the Million Dollar Chase the week before. It was nice to take a, a little bit of a breather. We're back into the feature races this weekend. Biggest feature here in New South Wales will be the, the Blacktop and the fastest of the heat winners, French Martini. Brilliant performance by her last Friday night. Racing. French Martini away beautifully. Hold me up and smooth. Jack both showing speed, but French Martini drives through. Fascinate Trump goes to second, then hold me up. Impress Shades, Ibrox, Wildfire. They were followed further back by Zipping Wilbur, getting well back. Tickle me, Elsie, and smooth Jack now back to the rear. French Martini is flying off the back straight, led by eight lengths over Hold Me Up, Fascinate Trump, and then Zipping Wilbur, Impress Shades, Ibrox, Wildfire, Tickle me, Elsie, but French Martini... Going for, uh, strongly in front, and French Martini over Hold Me Up in Press Shades. Either Fascinate Trump or Zipping Wilbur were next, followed in by Ibrox Wildfire Tickle Me. Yeah, up. that was French Martini. Not only was she flying up front, she obliterated the previous track record, uh, which was held by Zipping Bailey, and it was broken by Gatlin. And then French Martini came out and became the first and only Greyhound to break 29 seconds, and we're joined by her trainer now. Peter Lagogiani, good morning to you, Pete. Good morning, everybody. Firstly, big congratulations to you. You must have been utterly thrilled with her performance there on Friday night, particularly after her luckless run in the Million Dollar Chase the week before. Yeah, it was a little bit bittersweet, um, especially when we looked up and saw the time that she had broken the 29. Um, just, uh, you know, your, your thoughts go immediately to the week before and thinking, well, you know, if only we had that clear run, but... Look, that's racing. You know, we as, as you get older and wiser in 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 the racing code, mate. Uh, yeah, uh, you learn to live with all them uh, little bad lucks and the, or a lot of bad luck. So, um, mate, we, we we took that on board on Friday night and uh, and had a bit of a beer on the, on Sunday to celebrate it. Yeah, and a thoroughly deserved beer as well. Now she's always promised to. To, to run those sort of times, of course, on debut. I think she ran 29.20, something there at the gardens. Um, and then she's probably had this, I guess, in her career, this, I guess, this need to to want to, particularly early on, to get down towards the fence. But as she started to, to get older, a little bit more sp- experienced, she's becoming a lot more tractable and, and she can overcome these these difficult draws particularly out wide. Of course, she had box seven in the, the MDC final. She didn't have any luck at the first corner there. Uh, she drew off again the other night, but she was terrific. Do you think the experience of, of her being in these good class races is now really starting to to come to her aid and, and, and she can overcome some difficulties where, as opposed to early in in the career where uh, it might have brought about her undoing? Oh, mate, of course. Look, she's learning the craft of racing. You know, uh, when when they when they're young and and they chase hard, all they want to do is find the fence. And, and from any box, you know, most of them hunt to the fence. But you know, she's had a few knocks, you know, in the last couple of uh, months, and uh, and I think she's learning. Uh, she's learning to go straight, and and she's learning how to race. She's learning how to go around dogs, inside dogs. Um, you know, we, we we've helped her along the way too. You know, we've we've, we've trialled with other dogs and, and just letting the dogs go in, you know, in front of her and and letting her and and you know, some of the dogs that we've trialled her against are a little bit wide runners and. Let her learn the craft of going inside. So, it, you know, 
it is a little thing from our side too that we've done with her and and and, and she showed now she shows tractable sense and she showed that she could do it all she just needed was that confidence and and she got it and now she has it and and another important thing was her first section you know uh, funny enough you know we, we had a little joke with adam the owner adam brandt uh regarding uh you know if she if she did come out with a first section you know could she break a track record and and, you know, funnily enough, I said, look, probably not on a winter's track, but on a summer's track, if the track's good, you know, and, and, and probably on a, on a dry track, as, as we call them, you know, in the summer, you know, she probably could come close or break a track record somewhere. And, look, um, to her credit, kudos to her. She's done it on a winter's track the other day. And, uh, but that, you know, all, all commendations to the track staff at the gardens and, uh, and the weather patterns. They followed the weather patterns and, uh, and made that track uh, very tractable on, uh, on Friday night. And did the time... Surprise you? Of of course, the, the the record going into the meeting was twenty nine seventeen. We saw Gatlin break it, run twenty nine oh nine. After you saw Gatlin break it, did you think that she could go that fast? And, and did the time surprise you, being the first greyhound to to break the twenty nine seconds there? Funny you say that. We are after Gatlin broke the track record. We just said, "Come on, girl, jump girl, jump girl." You could you, you could give this a shake um, to break twenty nine. You know. I, I, you know, that wasn't even in my thoughts. But to to maybe break Gatlin's record or, or come close to it, you know, we thought if she could jump, yeah, we, you know, we're pretty much spot on on the money there. But um, you know, it would have been a bit a bit of sweet thought for many uh, when she saw Gatlin come out and run twenty nine oh nine. Then two races later, we come out and and uh, and break that. So again, you know, track was fast. You know, everything was suited. You know, suited for her, um, and she showed the first section. You know, and she was untouched at the first turn. And most fast dogs, once they're untouched at the first turn, can, can come out and run these times. Yeah, absolutely. And going into to this Friday night's final, gee, you know how to draw a box seven in a big final. You've got it again. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's remarkable how many times you get box seven, Pete. Uh, um, well, you, it's you, you, it on my brain and in my heart now, so... You you must be ringing up and 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 wanting box seven. You you must be the only one to have ever ever done that because you just seem to keep getting it. But uh, going forward to this Friday night, it's a it's a hot field. Um, she's going to have to do everything right again, isn't she? Oh, of course, mate. It's a great field. You know, this this field could be another million dollar chase field. Really, uh, just you know, uh, kudos to all the trainers that got their dogs in. And uh, mate, it's again luck at that first turn. You know, Gatlin is very well boxed in the one. We we know his brilliance, you know how brilliant he is early, and look, she's got to show her brilliance again uh, at, at that first mark, and you know she's got to just remain have a, have a trouble free run and remain uh, you know on her course, and uh, make sure she'll do the rest. Yeah, absolutely, and and going post uh, this weekend, provided she gets through it okay, what's the the future plans with her? We know, we know the the big carnival's about to kick off uh, down south in Victoria. Yeah. Is there a chance she'll head down south? Yeah, mate, that's the plan. Uh, we've we've penciled it in. We'll just see how she pulls up after Friday, and then obviously uh, off we go on the highway and uh, a troll down there, and then a, maybe a race just to show the the ropes down there, and then yeah, we'll we'll head down for the carnival for sure. Uh, sounds good. Well, firstly, good luck this Friday night with with French Martini if she replicates what she did. Last week, it'll it'll take a, a pretty special performance to beat her, and then by extension through the rest of the uh, rest of the year, and heading down to to Victoria to chase the riches down there. So good luck, Pete, and um, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your support. Cheers.
There's Peter Lagosiani who prepares French Martini as one of the favourites in the blacktop at the Gardens this Friday night. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Alan Hilsinger, the CEO of the GVOTA. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're joined by the CEO of the GBOTA here in New South Wales, Alan Hilsing. And good morning to you, Al. Hey, Matty. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, you've been in this new role for around four or five months now. How's it all going? Um, has it been a, a pretty smooth transition after the, uh, the, the retirement of Steve Noyce? Mate, it's been good. Um, I mean, there's lots going on. That's probably... I haven't really had a chance to kind of pause and take it all in with um, obviously the Metro um, challenges that we're facing here or you know, the opportunities, I should say, not really challenges. It's a, a bit of both with Wentworth Park and um, pushing for funding for relocation, uh, changeovers. Obviously, Lismore has been a um, a big challenge for us as well. In general, it's been really good. I've made a, love the people, love the feedback, really enjoying it. Outstanding. Now, you just touched on Lismore. It's probably been one of the big... Uh, agendas, I suppose, on on your plate. Of course, we we had those those bad floods going back to to March, and 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 the Lismore track was was one of the worst hit. Just tell our listeners where that is at. Um, I believe there was a, a board meeting regarding Lismore a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, mate. We um, so Saturday a week ago, the board uh, resolved to close racing at Lismore track. And really, it was on the back of it. It was a tough decision. I mean, uh, what, probably two or three months ago, you know, we'd made the decision that we really want to push forward with um, having it was more up and running for a number of reasons there. And um, you know, we've got a real focus on ensuring that the participants up in uh, the Northern Rivers are looked after. And right now, they've just got the two tracks that are going around and they don't have a two-turn track. And we really wanted to focus in on, on seeing what the real possibility of having Lismore back up and running was. And really, as we move forward and doing all of the due diligence and um, working with GRNSW in conjunction with doing that around things like um, you know, minimum standards, stuff like that. Our final reports that we got back around what it would take to get back up to the minimum standards was just going to be astronomical. Um, you know, there's a few few areas there that we would have needed to actually make changes to the structure of the track. Um, and for those that have been to Lismore would know that there's not a lot of room to be able to do that that added to the fact that there's always the potential of risk and flooding and, and things like that. And uh, we resolved to end up um, closing racing as we know it. However, not to just abandon the area. You know, there's a few things we want to um, do there. We, we want to really stay strong with the Northern Rivers. We know that that population up there, I mean, it takes somewhere around 10.9% in Lismore and Casino alone, and that's excluding Grafton, is 10.9% of the trainers are in the Northern Rivers. And obviously it's a, a heavy breeding, rearing um, area for greyhound racing. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at a few things and what we can do moving forward there as well. And as far as the, I guess, the, the vote concern with, with Lismore, was it pretty unanimous um, in in wanting to, to close close Lismore? Yeah, it was, yeah, in the end. Uh, I mean, I suppose not wanting to close it, but agreeing that from a financial point of view, from a future point of view, uh, it was unanimous. And I... I have to say as well, it was unanimous in the sense of not just that aspect of closing the racing as we know it at Lismore, but also in GBOTA, particularly working with whatever stakeholders 
are wanting to work with us, uh, we're already you know, having some really good discussions with GRNSW around what the future of the Northern Rivers can look like as far as the new uh, centre of excellence up there, um, a new two-tone track, all that kind of stuff on what that can look like. And, and we want to be involved in that in whatever way, shape or form we can to, um, to have racing driving up there. So, yeah, as far as that went, it was, um, yeah, everyone was in agreement. Even though the heart, the heart says you, know, you want to keep pushing through with it, the numbers and obviously um, the future you know, needs to look a little different. So, yeah, we've gone down that route. And as far as the the, the feature races that mm. uh, Lismore um, do hold, what's the future look like with those? Will they just get transferred to um, either a Grafton or a casino up there in the area? Yeah, so we've just uh, at this stage we've only gone as far as this year's um, ones that were preset. So what we're doing is the GBHA is moving or passing over the Lismore Cup and the. Uh, maiden series, so the Rich Maiden series that's run in um, at Lismore as well are both going to go to Casino. So Casino have, uh, just accepted them. So I spoke to their president, uh, Mitch Northfield, this morning, and uh, we're passing them through to Casino. They're going to be funded at the same level. So um, you know, GRNSW do a, a fair bit of that funding. We've also already committed funding to that. So they're going to remain that way. So the Lismore Cup will be run out of Casino, the date just is what uh, Casino Greyhound Club, in conjunction with GRNSW, are just trying to work out on where that fits in because obviously they've got the Casino Cup in November. They've got the Pop Northfield Maiden Series in October. So where we slot them in will remain a Group 2 race, uh, $40,000 to the winner. Uh, the Maiden Series, I think off the top of my head, somewhere around about 15000 to the winner. So yeah, I think that's a big, um, uh, a really important factor because we don't want those races out of the Northern Rivers. A lot of those trainers, you know, that's the opportunity for them to really um, compete at that level in those Group Two events or the Group Two event, as far as the casino, uh, as far as the Lismore Cup goes. Now being at casinos, so yeah, they're, they're definitely going to still go ahead. Yeah, awesome. And uh, and just back closer to home to Sydney, of course. The I guess the the elephant in the room, I suppose, is is Wentworth Park and mm-hmm. and coming to the end of of their lease, which is 2027. As CEO, do you think we'll make it to the to the end of the lease? Or in your mind, would you like to to be out of there uh, into a into a new place and, and have a new, um, for lack of a better term, centre of excellence for, for City Greyhound Racing in New South Wales? Mate, we're on track. Um, I know I get a, get a lot, of, um, lot of questions around it and um, I'd be shocked if we're still here in um, 2027. I think we're... we're we're kind of probably scratching our head on what we're doing next if we are here in 2027. So where I can fill you in and, and the listeners in on, on the update, we're very, very close. So we've been working um, in, what's the word, in lockstep with uh, GRNSW as far as a proposal that goes in for GBOTA. A lot of people know the GBOTA hold the lease here, which, as you said, ends in 2027. The government, the current government, is really, really supportive on working with us to... Um, to create a solution where we do exit or potentially exit Wentworth Park early. Uh, we receive funding for a new track um, as part of that. Uh, also, the opposition uh, is also interested in working with us in um, potentially uh, election commitment. So right now where we're sitting is you know, at the, sorry, the government, the New South Wales government has an election coming up. We're aiming to have an election commitment from both parties. That would be the ideal where we walk into the election knowing that we're going to election commitment from either party, whichever party wins, to actually have the funding to go and build a new metro track 
we're in negotiations, or I should say we're in um, consultation with three councils at the moment without giving too much detail there, three councils as far as having their support um, in wanting us to build the Metropolitan Track in their region. So as far as where we go, it's probably still up in the air. Biggest uh, factor is getting the funding from the government to be able to go and do that. And yeah, as I said, GRNSW have been super supportive with that. Rob McCauley, their CEO, their new CEO, um, it's been fantastic working with him and uh, different strategies that we're using at the moment. And mate, if I if I was a betting man, I'd definitely be backing us in. That's for sure. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah, that's good to hear that the the government is on your side because it, it wouldn't be an ideal situation if they were the if they, they were the other team like the like the Green Yeah, I think everyone's on the same page. I think everyone, it's kind of one of those situations where it can be the ultimate win-win. You know, the city of Sydney and the government do want this land back. That's no secret to Wentworth Park. So the potential of us leaving early means that they get that land back earlier. Um, the people around here are happy that they've got their, their parkland, so to speak, for want of a better term. The council areas are really interested in having a um, brand new facility that's going to generate some great economics into those regions. The government's supportive of Greyhound Racing and understand um, what we bring to the table as far as everything, as far as economics, as far as um, what we do from a, a tax point of view and all that kind of stuff. So to me, right now, it's a situation where literally everybody can win out of this. And um, yeah, we're pushing super, super hard. It's been a, been a busy time with a lot of meetings and stuff like that. Like I said, we're, we're definitely on track and um, yeah, feeling confident about it. You, you're, never, you're never certain. There's always things that happen. However, we're heading in the right direction for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that um, it all gets rectified, uh, not rectified for, for lack of a better word, but um, yeah, that the Wentworth Park uh, issue um, gets finalised uh, soon and, and we can move on with city racing here definitely. in New South Wales in a, in a brand new, awesome location. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks for the chat this morning regarding Lismore and, of course, a bit of an update on where we sit with Wentworth Park. So, Thanks for that, Al. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Take care. Look forward to it. Thanks, buddy. There's Alan Hilsinger, the CEO of the GBOTA here in New South Wales, just touching on the, the closure of Lismore and an update on where city racing might be uh, in a few years' time, re the closure of Wentworth Park. We'll have for a short break. On the other side, we'll chat with Jared Daffy from the TAB talking about the feature races this weekend. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're joined by Jared Daffy from the TAB, who's going to take us through a few markets for the feature races this weekend. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Matt. Um, how was your weekend as far as the, the NRL grand final was concerned? Uh, Pleased with the result? I think the business did okay. Uh, personally, I would have liked to have seen Parramatta win, but after 10 minutes, 10 minutes it was pretty much all over. Very, very similar to what we saw in the AFL the previous week. So we finished up with a couple of fizzes, but both uh, both competitions have had pretty good seasons. And on Sunday, I snuck up to Capalaba. They had uh, some heats of the cup there. So I went up and had a look at those four heats. Um, there were a few that I wanted to have a look at in the flesh, and um, we'll get to that in a little while. But uh, pretty heavy track there on Sunday. They had a lot of rain in that vicinity on Saturday night. So I think we'll see some big improvements on the clock come finals time on Sunday. Yeah, outstanding. Um, yeah, it'd be good to, to touch on that. Of course, we saw the uh, the star sacred stance trying to do the Hillsville Cup, Capalaba Cup double, and he was terrific in his heat. First 
though, we'll start closer to home with the, the black top at the Gardens on uh, on Friday night. Some ridiculous heats there. Gatlin, of course, came out and broke the track record that Zipping Bailey held, and then not long after, French Martini came out and smashed that. So it was a hot night of greyhound racing, and it's a, a pretty stunning field for the black top there on Friday. It is. Well, Gatlin set the benchmark, 29.09. Uh, I People were awestruck by that performance. Uh, you mentioned breaking the record of Zipping Bailey, um, held uh, Zipping Maserati at bay there. Fat Boy's Dream, 29.28. In the overall scheme of things, that was only a steady time, uh, as was the case with Yuko Girl, uh, 29.35. Poor old Good Odds Cash just doesn't have a lot of luck in races. Got pushed wide on the first turn, but then come the last heat and French Martini, she got the start right. And uh, it was a procession. She broke five seconds early, 4.92, and an overall 28.96. So I know records are made to be broken, Matt, but I'm just not quite sure how long it'll be before we see that one broken. It wouldn't surprise if it stood for years, but uh, having said that, they can improve rather quickly, can't they? So that was um, that was the blacktop. Now, we've got the market up to win the final. Uh, I'll just get it up now. So the final there Friday... And we haven't moved anything in the market here of much. Oh, sorry, to much degree. Gatlin's got the red, $3. It's the favourite. Esther's Thrill, 51 Fat Boy's Dream has been 34 into 26 from Box 3. Zipping Kyrgios, Box 4 at $5. Box 5, Yuko Girl at 15 Box 6, Zipping Maserati, $5.50. Box 7, French Martini, $3.60. And the 8 day Good Odds Cash at $6.50. So... I mean, that's worthy of nearly a Group 1 field, that one. Uh, the draw is certainly uh, heavily favoured. Gatlin with some of those others, um, in particular French Martini, drawing off the track a little bit, but she did have six in the final. But there's a bit of pace in this race, Matt, uh, probably more so with Yuko Girl than anything else. So that first 50 metres is going to be pretty crucial. Yeah, absolutely it is. And just with Yuko Girl drawn inside French Martini, uh, I guess the question is, is she going to be a hindrance? Uh, mm. to her going to the first turn. And we, we've seen Gatlin win a Group 1 from Box 1 as well. Of course, he won the Vic Peters from that inside. So if he's running sort of 29-1 on the rail out in front, he's, it's going to take a pretty special performance to Well, he doesn't to even have him. to lead, though, does he? He's 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 got stronger um, as yeah. he's had a little bit more racing now. We, you know, we saw him recently at Wentworth Park and... and um, it's a suitable draw for him because, as I said, most of the main hopes are drawn out wide, apart from Zipping Kyrgios, but I guess you know what you get with him anyway. He'd be out the back early, but you'd think Yuko Girl will nearly hold that outside division out, and that's going to make it pretty difficult for them. Yeah, absolutely it is. But invariably, finals uh, aren't run in as fast a time as what the no. what the heats are, and if that's the case, it, it, can, it might bring a dog like Zipping Kyrgios into the race, particularly with, I guess, Fat Boy's Dream. He doesn't have an abundance of early speed, so if he could get in front of him and get down to the fence and sort of be two or three lengths off, Gatlin, you just like, he just might be able to finish over the top. And I do think he runs better time when he's chasing a greyhound in front as opposed to him being in front trying to set that time. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions uh, that are going to get answered there on Saturday night. You touched on Good Odds Cash not having much luck again there. She's come up with a poor draw. She just... In big finals, she just never seems to be able to draw the inside of the track, which is probably where she she goes best, and she's going to have her work cut out from box eight. 
I think French Martini's in the same boat. Peter Lagagiani, he doesn't seem to be able to draw a box or, or, or not either. Uh, but uh, she's going to need a lot of luck, uh, good odds cash. Um, uh, you touched on Zipping Kyrgios. Well, he's a dog that makes his own luck. He's just got smarter with with racing. He can work his way through the field. But um, I suppose if you change the box draw with any of these, if you put any of those greyhounds we just mentioned sitting up in box one, French Martini, good odds cash, etc., They'd be half the price they are, and if Gatlin drew out, uh, you know he'd be five or six dollars. So boxes win finals, as we know, particularly round uh, the circuit like the Garden. So he's favourite. We haven't had a real push in the market yet for for any of those greyhounds. So I suspect because he's got the red, and he's three dollars. Come Friday, we'll probably see more interest in him than anything else. And we always get money for zipping Kyrgios anyway. But I've I got an idea. A couple of those drawn out wide might be might be drifters in the market. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Well, that's the feature in New South Wales. The Group 1 feature over the weekend is in South Australia. The Adelaide Cup final. Is this just a put-in, take-out job with where she's fast, Daph? Don't think so. Don't think so. So we had heats there the other night. Now, she'd already made her way through to the final courtesy of winning the match race series the previous week. She uh, smashed the record. Uh, she ran 29.86, I think, from memory. And Aston Rupi ran the record last year, uh, 29.95 in the same series. So uh, she's on song, but she's got box five in the final. Uh, the other heat winners there from the other night, Fernando Mick had the pink. He ran 30.39. Um, top quality, an ex-New South Wales performer, uh, led all the way, 30.43. So that was a serviceable run. Buzz Junkie, another ex-New uh, South Wales performer, He's won two from two in South Australia. He came from the clouds, 30.81. So he's going to find it difficult. Photo Man, the Victorian, uh, he ran 30 and 40. He's just a good greyhound, Photo Man. Uh, he's in the final. And the other heat went to Zippy Tesla, 30.34. He came from well back in the field, as he normally does. He had the checkbox there. And the final heat was the fastest seat winner. Now, Mally Magic, the South Australian, he uh, had the checkbox. Dusty Burbsky, the red, the Victorian. He was a big drifter in the market. Dusty Burbsky, a dollar thirty out to two dollars. Melly Magic, three fifty into two twenty. Step to the front, five twenty-five early, and an overall thirty twelve. So he was clearly the best of the night. He's been around Angle Park and broken thirty seconds before. So the box draw has made this really interesting, Matt. So down the page, Melly Magic has got the red at six dollars fifty. Top quality which did use a little bit of the track in the heat, $15. Fernando Mick, we know he can stay off at 9 Zippy Tesla, box 4, at $6.50. He walks out. Wow, she's fast, box 5, $1.60. Photo Man, box 6, at $9. Dusty Burbsky, box 7, at 14 And Buzz Junkie, the outsider there, at $61. So I don't think Buzz, Buzz, Junk, Buzz Junkie will bother them early, but Photo Man can come out, and so can Dusty Burbsky. So... Well, she's fast. We've seen her run down around that, that five seconds at the Meadows and Sandown, so she's quite capable, provided they leave her alone in the first step or two of running those splits to see her in front here. I just do worry, I do worry uh, that uh, Photo Man and Dusty Burbsky are outsider. Uh, hasn't been a rush for her um, at the dollar sixty. In fact, the interest has been with Mally Magic off the red box at six fifty, and I get that because he's got the box and he can run the time. But it's a really good final that one, uh, the Tab Adelaide Cup Friday night this week, not Thursday night. Friday night. 
Yeah, it's going to be a terrific race. I guess with the the draw of where she's fast, she probably needs that two to three strides early to to really yeah. let go. And if she gets that, which I think she will, I don't think Photo Man uh, will come down on her, and I don't think Zippy Tesla will be anywhere near her early. And we know Dubs, Dusty Burbsky likes to get up the track, so I think she'll get that room. And if she does, she she should be winning. I would have thought on 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 figures from pretty much the, the match race a couple of weeks ago where she was way too good for, for Mally Magic and then Mally Magic came out was clearly the fastest heat winner. She, so on, on times, she she should be winning the race. You'd think so. Uh, she's had the benefit of some time off as well, not not by uh, cause of injury or anything like that. Kel and Jackie Greeno went to the USA for holidays, uh, an extended holiday over there, and they didn't want to be uh, sending it at interstate for some of these features that have been around over the last couple of months so they just sort of took their time she's there um she's you know she won the tab phoenix last year and with all of these big races coming up and she's obviously airborne matt given what we saw in that heat of the adelaide cup so you can completely understand why they're just cherry picking some of these races with her going forward because there's some rich rich races coming up in victoria in the next uh, month or two yeah, absolutely, and she's going to be right in the, the thick of those. Now, the straight feature this weekend is the Capalabar Cup, and and we were talking about the Hillsville Cup only a couple of months ago and how hot of a race it was. This race at Capalabar is just as hot, and, and the draws certainly made it interesting. Look, it has. Uh, Sacred stands for those who didn't catch up with what he did in the heat. He ran 19.60 from box two, and he came out of the boxes. I had a pretty good view of it head on. And he basically turned right, got to the middle of the track, and he was just too good. But he, he proved when he raced at Hills, well, he can ride a bump or two anyway and still run those times. So he's got the red. Now, we don't have the market up yet, but uh, I'd strongly suggest he's going to be clear favourite because he's got the red. Hoare Chatter in box two, loves the straight, but just a steady placing in the, in the heat, 1983. Milligan won a heat for Tony Brett, but Milligan desperate for the outside. Uh, we saw him up the straight at Richmond recently in the national straight uh, uh, final. And uh, I think he might be out of business from box three. Beck and Call loves the straight track, but only ran a steady 1983. Now, Unleash Kalinda, the Victorian, uh, I think it's only a 10 or 11 starts. Obviously, it's by Beast Unleashed. It's a super, super dog, this one. It ran in the heats of the Hillsville Cup. At only, I think it's sixth race start, it ran one one hundredth second slower than Sacred Stance in the heat. Now, finished down the track in the final. Uh, the Thompson Kennel sent it up north and had a couple of trials up the straight at, uh, at Capella Bar. It's, it's a ferocious chase of this dog. It's, if you have a look at the replays, you just have a look at his action and he's all legs. He's still learning, but he chases so hard. But he might have his work cut out from box five, although he did run the fastest seat, 1950. Tiramira uh, was quite a good run when second to Milligan, potential leader here. Uh, Rothwell Chunk is an interesting runner. Box seven for Nathan Goodwin from up round Kempsey Way. Now, it ran second um, in, in the heat, but Nathan's getting married on Saturday. So um, they, he and his, uh, his future wife will not be at, um, at Capella Bar on Sunday for the Cup, but I'm quite sure they'll find a, a pub tab or a tab somewhere to watch. <laughs> and Ferocity has got the pink, but... In summing up, I don't think there's a terrible lot between Unleashed Kalinda and Sacred Stance, but Unleashed Kalinda might have its work cut out from Box 5 and Sacred Stance. Well, we know how good he is up the straight, and I think he'll be 
Well, for sure and certain he'll be the opening favourite, and for sure and certain he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on Milligan wanting to to get well up the track. That might just present a, a nice little scenario for for both Sacred Stance and Hall Chatter to they're going uh, to have get, plenty of to room get, to get clear running. But Sacred Stance did drift out towards the outside as well, so it might just present a nice run across for him and. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be very hard to beat as well. Of course, the setup's a little bit different there because the the lure comes up the middle of the track. It's a drag yeah. lure, so you actually when the greyhounds are in the boxes and it's a it's a turf track, they can see the lure sitting in front of the boxes. So the lure starts and they're off after it, and that's why invariably you do see those from the inside go to the middle of the track and those from the outside uh, crash towards uh, towards the middle of the track as well. So it's a completely different form of straight racing. It's well worth a look if you haven't had a look. But, you know, he's uh, he's proven that he's adept on either the loam or the grass. The box doesn't matter. And I'll tell you what, a striking-looking dog, uh, Sacred Stance. I went and had a good look at him the other day. I'd seen photos of him, and he's got those four white legs, and, uh, oh, he's a nice dog. He really is. Yeah, I've never seen him in the flesh, but like you just said, seen him in photos. And yeah, if he's not the Brad Pitt of of greyhounds, uh, I'd like to see who is. So, and having um, said that, yeah. Unleashed Kalinda's a nice looking dog as well. He's uh, and you don't see many of these around. Red Brindle, he's got a real red uh, going through his brindle, uh, his brindle colour. So, I think we're going to hear a lot more about Unleashed Kalinda. Um, it's probably a little bit rushed. The heats of the Bendigo Cup are on at the weekend, and those speedsters up there, up around there, it's probably just too inexperienced to take them on. But I think we're going to see and hear a lot more of Unleashed Kalinda in the coming 12 months to two years. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well-bred by the Tylers, and, and Chase Thompson knows what knows how to put the polish on a very good greyhound as well. So that's going to be a terrific race there on Sunday at Capella Bar. We'll... Thanks for the chat this morning, Daff. Enjoy your weekend, and hopefully we can find some winners, eh? Thanks, Matt. There's Jared Daffy from the tab running through all the, the feature races this weekend. That wraps up Going Greyhounds this morning. The podcast will be up online soon. Enjoy your week and many winners.